Hey, he's Jake, and I'm Matt. And welcome to Pat's Chat, the UK's best New England Patriots podcast. and we're in for a wild ride in SoFi this evening. It's going to be a late one here in the UK, so get your coffee and energy drinks at the ready as we show our support for our beloved New England Patriots as they look to continue the streak and run the table all the way to the playoffs. Hey guys, how's it going? And welcome to another episode of Pat's Chat. It is me, myself and I, unfortunately, for you guys. No Jake, no guest, no nothing. Just Matt here on his Todd giving uh, hopefully um, some sort of decent preview of the game this evening, um, less than four and a half hours-ish at the time of recording, um, out from, as I say, our trip to SoFi Stadium, our second in as many weeks, to take on the Los Angeles Rams. Now, we all know this isn't going to be the same Los Angeles Rams that we took on in Super Bowl 53 as we ran out 13-3 winners. Um, Unfortunately for them, Cooper Cup was injured that day. He tore his ACL earlier earlier in the season, and that meant he missed their run all the way to the Super Bowl. And he was sorely missed, in my opinion, that game. Yes, they did have Robert Woods. Yes, they did have Todd Gourley. But even Todd Gurley was a shadow of his former self from what he had performed in the recent seasons up until that time. Um, mainly due to a knee injury, which it seems to have later transpired that is some sort of onset early arthritis for the man, which is, you know, nobody wants to see that. Um, his production, the Rams felt, was on the way down. So they consequently got rid to the Atlanta Falcons. But he's been doing all right this year, actually. Um, generally speaking, he's been doing well. He's been doing well for my fantasy on and off. Um, but we're not here to talk about fantasy. We're here to talk about the 6-6 six and six New England Patriots as they try to get to 7-6 and six on the season and the 8-4 and four Los Angeles Rams who top the NFC West. I was going to say East there, but that, that's a completely different God knows what of a division um, over that way. Uh, they topped the NSV West mainly due to the inadequacies of the Seattle Seahawks in recent weeks and pretty much like the, the game last week against the New, uh, New York Giants sums them up pretty well in recent weeks, unfortunately for them. Um, but great for everyone else if you want a little giggle and a laugh. So what about them LA Rams? Well, as we all know, they've got Jared Goff at the helm under centre for them. He's 3,372 yards on the season. He's 17 touchdowns with 10 interceptions and 16 sacks. So almost as many interceptions as he has touchdowns and almost as many sacks as he has touchdowns. Um, For me, that signifies that he can be got at. They can bring him down, they can disrupt him. 
a lot of people don't rate him very much. They think he relies on Sean McVeigh far too much. He is seen to be someone who, as I say, relies on his coach too much. You know, that 15-second break they have when the earpieces go off, um, he's then left to read what is happening on the defensive side of the ball all to himself, and that can lead to many mistakes because they try and utilise that time frame as much as possible for Sean and his staff to relay messages to him to, as to what they think is coming rather than relying on Goff himself actually being a quarter, what a quarterback should do and read a defence as best they can, you know, pretty much on their lonesome. That's why you, to me, that's why you watch tape. It's why you do all your studying for each team each week um, to see where their deficiencies are and how you can pick them apart. And it seems that he's someone that can't do that very well. Um, I'm a bit indifferent. I'm a bit on the fence, I must admit. Um, part of me wants to see him do well. He's, he, he, you know, show the naysayers what they're missing out on. He's from, I know I've said this before, it doesn't relate to real life, but what transpires in fantasy um, is pretty decent. Um, especially if you're owners of Cooper Cup or Robert Woods in your leagues, um, because they do really well, you know. They they completely take the lion's share of targets. Um, it's about twenty percent of targets off the top of my head. Doing a rough calculation, if not a little more, almost. Actually, that's completely high. Maths is meant to be my strong point as well. It's probably nearer forty percent of targets. Um, with a quick calculation off the top of my head, they're taking up. 203 targets from the 450 that's been thrown this year so far. Um, so yeah, they're roughly, uh, it's roughly about 40%, I think. So a huge, huge portion um, are equated to Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. So to me, you take them out of the game and, you know, you're doing, you're on, on course for, um, what would you say? You're on course for getting on track with how you would expect this Rams offense to play and nullifying it as as best you you can if you take away those two, um, and then if you take Daryl Henderson in the mix, Daryl Henderson Junior's 559 yards on the season. He averages about four and a half per carry. And he's got five touchdowns along with Malcolm Brown, who's also got five touchdowns. Again, he takes a huge, huge portion of their um, run attempts. Out of the 359 attempts they've had, 123 has gone to Daryl Henderson, although there is not far to, behind with Malcolm Brown and 90 and Cam Akers on 80, the rookie running back. I think it'd probably be more to Cam Akers, um, but he obviously went down with an injury earlier in the the season, which derailed him a little bit, but he's slowly getting back to his feet. And for him, you'd want to see him in the postseason, um, just to see how he gets on, really. And you know, I I'm one that would likes to see rookies do well. It doesn't matter 
which team they play on. I like to see them do well. I like to see see them succeed because that's what the NFL is all about. They push these rookies in every year through the the draft in April, and you know you weren't you don't want to see any of them fail. Although it's a very slim slim percentage of of players that actually make it big time, if you will. You know, especially running backs. They've got a, I think some three years ish. Um, someone tweet us and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's about three years as a lifespan of a, a running back. So you want to see them kick on and do well in the first couple, and then you'd hope to think that they would at least see out their rookie deals and maybe then get another contract afterwards. If you're then looking at the Rams' defence, you're looking at a defence that's solid, but they can give up plenty of points. Um, John Johnson has probably been their their best defensive player. Uh, Micah Kaiser has been pretty good for them as well in terms of tackling. And uh, Troy Hill has got a couple of interceptions. But you can't talk about their defense without talking about the man himself, Aaron Donald. He's an absolute man mountain, a man monster. Um, there was that clip against the Cowboys earlier in the year. Just <laughs> wow! They he was just throwing them around like the rag dolls. Like he was, you know, Keith Lee up against a, a cruiserweight in the WWE. He just threw them around. But they are prone to giving up points, and and especially in recent weeks, they've given up sixty, seventy-two points in the last three games. That's an average of about twenty-two points. Per game, um, 22, 23, 24, 24 points, sorry. Honestly, my math this evening is absolutely atrocious. On average of 24 points, they've given up each week um, over the last three. So that means they were doing a lot better, apart from the, the Buffalo game where they lost 35-32 and they probably really should have won that one day. I think they were kicking themselves after that in week three that they came away with that with with an L to their name and put the first blight on their on their their season record as they were two and two and oh before that one then they went two and one with that loss to the um, Patriots divisional rivals, the Buffalo Bills. But since then they've been pretty good. They've um, kept points to minimum, only giving away a maximum 17 against the, the Dolphins. So, I mean, if you take that as a small sample size against the Bills and the Dolphins, they, sorry, not 17, 28 points they give up against the um, the Dolphins. So if you take that as a small sample size, they gave up 35 points to the, the Bills and 28 points to the Dolphins. Hello, 30 points? No. It, it's possible. I mean, we saw what happened last week. No, nobody expected us to put 45 up on the board, and we did, so it is possible. Um, I will we'll take that. I think 30 points would probably win us the, the game. Um, they don't score much more than 30 very often. Um Quick look, three games this season they've scored 30 plus points. Um, but yeah, you can't talk about the, 
Nelly Rams defence without talking about the, the man himself, Aaron Donald. He's second in the the sack sack race um, leaderboard behind TJ Watt. He is on 11 sacks and TJ Watt is on 12 sacks. TJ Watt, for me, I called it at the start of the season when I was drafting in some IDP leagues. For me, he was the my pick for the defensive player of the year. I wish I had put him down as, uh, you know, put a bet on for a defensive player of the year. I never did, unfortunately, but them's are the breaks in life, I'm afraid. Um, but speaking about the LA Rams, Aaron Donald, second with 11 sacks. I mean, that's a huge amount of sacks for for one person and one person alone to do that sort of thing. Um as I've said, an MD who watched the the hard knocks this off season, you could he's not just you know, we talk about wrestling on here on on occasion, uh, as we did last week and shout out to Novak eighty four who uh, filled us in on the blanks that we we're missing out on. Um you sir will know what I'm talking about in Keith Lee and I'm sure others who follow the WWE will as well. He's he's no Keith Lee. He's He'd, he'd fare better if he was a wrestler. He would fare better than the in the WWE and than him. You know, he's not a guy. He's a big dude, but he's not a guy who's. I know it's it's always been a bit of a weird one for me if, uh, when you're talking about athletes and the likes of earthquake and typhoon or tugboat or whatever other monikers he came under in his in his time. You know that kind of. They're not fat. They're they're really not fat. But you know what I mean. The big, the the bowling ball type belly sort of thing. But Aaron Donald is not that at all. He is a ripped machine. And yeah, he's one to look out for. I think it was last week, a week before. Me and Jake were speaking about it, and um, I'd noticed that Cam Newton likes to run up the middle. Um, in games, he's he's not a scrambler out of the pocket and up the sideline. He's a I'll take you up the middle kind of guy. We've seen what he's what he done last week. You know he likes he's putting a shoulder in. You can't blame the man. He's putting a shoulder in rather than maybe he sees it as a weakness to slide with the the legs and the knees. Um, but he wants to gain the yardage. And so he's he's not shy to put a shoulder in against the linebackers or whoever he's up against to try and gain an extra yard or two when he's on the run. However, he does like to run up the middle and who plays up the middle but Aaron Donald. So look out for that one tonight, guys. It might be something that they've game planned for and want to steer away from and do something a bit different. The other thing with Aaron Donald is he will stuff the run Um where and when he feels like it, it seems a lot of the time. Myself and Jake, we've championed Damien Harris for a number of weeks, pretty much since the start of the season. Jake especially, I would, I would give the credit to him for jumping on that train a bit quicker. I mean, I know he was drafted last year and we all wanted to see him last year, but he red-charted the year and it just seems to be the way with Belichick, rookie running backs. Um, We didn't, However, we didn't see that much because of the lack of footage and preseason games that we got this year because of the coronavirus. But he, we were we were looking for some sort of entity to 
shift up a gear and do something a bit different. And all intents and purposes between himself and JJ Taylor, um, we were going to get something a bit different. And we then had that injury to Michelle, which it, it almost seems inevitable that he was going to go down and be put on IR at some point. Uh, it just seems to be that way, and that's why I'm not sure if I can see him sticking around much longer because of his his injury history is building up pretty pretty quick, and it's going in a steep trajectory for such a a young running back. And as I just mentioned a few moments ago, you know, three year lifespan, he could be out the the building of Gillette pretty soon, with Damien Harris taking up the moniker behind him. So, my point being that. We, I think we need to establish a running game. We need to establish a running game quickly tonight, whether that is through Cam's legs, through Damien's legs, through Sony's legs, James White, whoever. Uh, I'm at the point in the season now, the way things are, that I, I honestly don't really care um, to a certain extent what we do and when we do it, as long as we grind out a win at the end of the day. A win is all that matters, really. We need to run the table. We need to do what we can to get to ten and six. And ten and six, I think, would guarantee us a place in the playoffs. I've not done all the superlatives and trajectories, and you know, if they beat them, they beat them, and they they do us a favour and all that kind of jazz. I've not sat down and worked all that out yet. But for me, ten and six gets us in. Nine and seven, it's looking a bit tricky, even though we've got tiebreakers on Miami, the Raiders, and the Ravens. Uh, those three teams are in around where we are looking at because we're not going to go in on you know fifth, sixth place. We are kind of scraping. We are basically looking for that final place um, to get into the playoffs. Jake said it a few weeks ago, um, getting into the playoffs, you know, we probably go out in the first round, don't really do much. However, um, I was kind of leaning that way as well, but then I'm like, well, no, because as they say, you've got to be in it to win it. If you're not in it, you can't win it. And we've all seen, we've all been on the brunt of, you know, what can happen if you're in the playoffs and you're a certain team from New York, uh, we try not to mention that too much in this podcast. Um, but it just shows you, as long as you're in it, you can. the other team could have an off day, you can have a great day, um, and you just never know. Any given Sunday, it, it always crops, the phrase always crops up now and again, or more often than not, and yeah, it is what it is what it says in the tin. So if we can get in, who knows? You just never know. I mean, realistically, if you end up in a championship playoff game against the Steelers or the the Chiefs, even against the Bills, um, that's not to say that we're going to win the the AFC Championship and get to the Super Bowl as the AFC um, team, but you know 
let's extend the season as far as possible and, and have a bit of fun with it. Why not? We've 2020 has been a crap year for most people. So let, let's have as much fun as possible with these last few weeks. Um, I have written an article for NFLScotland.com on the very subject of can the Patriots run the table. So if you want to jump on there, take a look at it, have a wee read, um, by all means, tweet at Scotland NFL um, and tweet us at PatsChatUK. Um, give us your feedback on the article. Any articles I've written over the course of the season, feel free to go back and look at them. Tell me I'm an idiot. Tell me I, I, what I've done right, what I've done wrong, whatever you want. Um, just interact with us. Have a, give us a bit of feedback. could be much appreciated. We shout, shouted out for some feedback on the wrestling last week. And as I mentioned, um, at Novak84 came through for us. Good man. Um, but yeah, give us more interaction. Jamie, um, shout out to you. You've given us some interaction before, and I'm sure um, you know, there, there are others off the, that I can't think of off the top of my head, so I, I do apologise. But MD that wants to come chat to us, whether it's through the um, podcast account or our own accounts, um, feel free. Uh, the more, the merrier. We love chatting pats and football in general, and soccer or whatever, wrestling, whatever you want, you know, just come and come and find us on Twitter um, and we'll chat on there. I would say we are on Instagram as regular listeners will know, but you know, it's not really the chatting platform as such. It's more just a, a picture thing. We meant to do so much more with that this, this season, but um, as much as I used to do graphic design and stuff myself, I've just not got the, the capacity of the the software to to do it the same as I once did. So I, I was given Jake free reign, but sadly his day job just has taken over. Um, and yeah, it's it's not a bad thing, you know. You want you want to be in work right now, um, but I think he would say it himself: a little less work wouldn't go amiss right now. Um, and just to be able to enjoy life a bit more, possibly. So yeah, um, I did give. You know, Jake said he would take that on. And he has done some. The the couple of pictures that are up there are stellar stuff. We've just um, not managed to do that much, but with it. But by all means, follow us because more stuff will come, especially in the new year. I think. Um, you know, we'll try and get that up and running a bit more. So apologies for that, but. If you want to come and speak to us directly about anything, it's Twitter's the best thing for us. It's at PatsChatUK, at Matt Inkster, and at Jake Paul Design. Um, I did say I would keep this one short and sweet. For me, the things to look out for against the Rams this evening is pretty much the obvious. It is um, how well we can contain Jared Goff, how well we can disrupt him, give him if we can, if it's possible to go back to that sort of amoeba, I think that's the right um, animal. You know, basically chop and change up that defence. 3-4, three, 4-3, four, four, three, blitz 7, hang back, do whatever. Just give him different looks, give him things to think about and generally speaking, he will get confused. Um, just like we saw in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, 
we can confuse him, we can make him make mistakes and pick him off, just like um, Gilmore managed to do with the clock running down as they looked to try and get back into the game and that Gilmore interception killed things off. Gilmore is one to look out for. I would imagine he'll go one-on-one with Cup and then leave the rest of the backfield to deal with Woods and Higby, Josh Reynolds, Van Jefferson, um, the rest of the, the sporting cast to Cooper Cup. I would, but I would expect Gilmore to go one-on-one with Cup like he has done in recent weeks with um, Hopkins and I can't remember who the other one was off the top of my head. Uh, Keenan Allen last week. I would expect that to, to keep up. He likes playing these one-on-one matchups and generally speaking, he is pretty good at them and can come off on, on the better side. I couldn't think of the word there. Um, he doesn't come off any worse. He comes off looking the better man, better player out of the, the one-on-one matchups, especially in the last couple of weeks against those players I've just mentioned. Um, for us, I'd like to see... Damien Harris, we say it every week, we'd like to see more of it because every time he gets a run, he, he'll do four or five plays, break off four or five, six yard runs, maybe even big chunk runs of 12 and 15 yards, and then somehow he just disappears. Josh McDaniels decides to do something completely different and go away from it and think, oh, well, they've got a sussed for the run game now because we've run it a few times. Let's go and try and throw it to. Uh, Demir Bird or Jacoby Myers or Gunnar or someone else, you know, let's try and mix it up and then just keep doing what you're doing and being good at, you know, it's just keep things simple if we keep things simple, I think we can go a long way towards achieving that playoff goal and calm himself we just uh, it's, it's another game it's another worry. Um, in my article for NFL Scotland, I do believe, I wrote it, and I do believe he's a, I, I don't believe in this take that he's not a leader or anything like that. I do believe he is a leader. I mean, we saw it last week with the, you know, going to run for 70-odd yards for a, a punt return touchdown, and he was one of the, the players celebrating with him. He was one of the players celebrating with Stidham when he threw his first um, career touchdown. He's he's in amongst the lads. He's one of us. He's one of them. He, he wants to take the, this team on his shoulders and when he's effed up in recent weeks, um, mainly the Bills and the, especially the after the Houston game, he... The the Houston game especially, it looked like he was almost in tears. He he does want to play well for the New England Patriots. He does want to play well for Bill Belichick and the coaching staff. He does want to play well for himself. For what reason, he's not playing particularly well, but we're grinding out wins. And as he said on the Greg Hill show, you know, he can't sit there and apologise for winning a game. It doesn't matter. And I think we're all... In, in the same boat, especially now, if we want to reach the playoffs, and, and I mentioned it earlier, we we just can't like take not not take anything for granted. But we just 
you know, if we if we had another game like the Super Bowl against the Rams and we win thirteen three tonight, then who cares? Uh, a win's a win. You know, most neutrals and most fans in general, you want to see your team win. You want to see a good defense. Um, you want to see your team win comfortably, so it, it makes an easier night for yourself. You know, a game like the Chargers is perfect. You know, you've run away with the game. You can sit back, relax with essentially a whole half to go and bingo, happy days, take the win. Even better that we we shut them out completely. But you'll take a 6-3 win, you'll take a 3-0 win, you'll take a 12-6 win, 12-7 win, whatever. A win's a win at the end of the day. It's another W on the board. It would take us to 7-6. and six. And we then put it into the hands of the teams around us as they go into the weekend because the Dolphins are up against the Chiefs, the Ravens are up against the Browns and uh, Tennessee against Jacksonville and the Colts and the Raiders face off this week. So the Colts and Raiders are two of the teams in around us. Um, Colts at 8-4, Raiders at 7-5, and five. If the Colts win, I think they knock the Raiders out of the playoff picture because, and especially if we win tonight, because then we'll both be on seven and six, but we'll have the tiebreaker as well against them. So, so much still to play for uh, these last few spaces in the the AFC playoff race, and yeah, we'll take it however it comes. You know we. It might end up. It comes down to some some sort of scrap like you got in the Bengals and Dolphins game last week. We don't want players ejected, but we would like to see the fight and the passion as it goes down the wire, pretty much. So yeah, I thought I would end this quite a while ago, but I've went on a bit of a rant, um, a bit of a flow, whatever you want to call it. So I think I will stop. I think I'll let you listen and then I think I will let you watch the game and feedback to us what your thoughts are on the podcast and on the game itself. Remember folks, remember to rate, review and subscribe. Check out nflscotland.com for my written work. It's going to slightly change from this week forward. You'll see a slightly different thing. Um, So if you weren't a fan of the stuff I was writing before covering the whole division, it will still be the whole division but it'll be a different take on the writing of it, if that makes any sense. It probably doesn't. But check it out. Go and have a read. Um, If you've read the ones before and you read this one, you'll notice the difference and what I'm talking about. Otherwise, sorry. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, at Patch Chat UK for Instagram and Twitter, at Matt Inkster for myself if you want to add me in there, and at Jake Paul Design for Jake. Um, the pair of us will be back after the game tonight, probably over the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and we may even have a special guest lined up as well. So keep your ears and eyes peeled for that also. But until after the game, folks, enjoy it tonight. Um, Good luck tomorrow in your couple hours sleep if you're listening to this in the UK. And if you 
you jammy effers if you listen elsewhere that means you can actually get a reasonable amount of sleep before work on friday so until then folks until we speak to you probably over the weekend as i say over and out sayonara enjoy we'll speak soon